0: What up Salt Company? Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, welcome to the Flourish Podcast. This is Tony. Uh, I get to be on staff with the Salt Company and I'm really excited to be here today for our second episode of the Flourish Podcast and I am joined with my co-host.
1: Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should call myself super or not. Yeah, so. soup. Self,
0: Sophie yep. Uh mm-hmm. Sophie, you want to introduce yourself on uh, what you do with Salt Company, how long you've been working with this ministry, and maybe just a little bit of your story of how you got plugged into the yeah. Salt Company many years ago.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, my name is Sophie. I'm on staff here at Salt St. Paul, and my job is freshman ministry. Um, and I've been doing it for about five months. Five months. Yeah. 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 So super long. <laughs> tenured,
0: tenured professional, for sure.
1: <laughs> um, but I've been a part of Salt Company for about four years now. Um, I jumped in my freshman year at the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. got plugged in, became a believer then um, through Salt Company, yeah, which is just awesome, and it's impacted my life a ton. So when I had the opportunity to hop on staff, I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to. So this is my job, and, and I am need part-time. has been time. doing
0: <laughs> absolutely great oh, this uh, fall. Ever. So Sophie is a crowd favorite at Salt oh City my and gosh. we love her. So excited to be here with Sophie today and tonight or today we're going to be talking about what being a true disciple of Jesus actually looks like and so if you guys are reading along with us in our flourish study. Week two, we're going to be talking through a couple different chapters of John, and primarily this moment in John chapter 6, where Jesus feeds the 5,000, and it's this big triumphalistic moment in Jesus' public ministry. Um, The Bible says 5,000, but that's actually 5,000 men, so likely it was about a crowd of 20,000 people. So a ton of people, Jesus feeds them all, and then everyone's really, really excited about Jesus. And then Jesus begins to talk about who he is and what he came to do, which was to offer eternal life and to actually offer salvation. And that turned a lot of people away. Mm -hmm. So later on in the chapter of John, John six, a lot of people start to leave the presence of Jesus. A lot of people decide to leave following Jesus. And then he asks his disciples, are you going to go as well? And then they respond with to whom shall we go? For we know that you have the words of eternal life and are the Holy one of God. So, Basically, what we see in the early chapters of John is Jesus' public ministry arising, but then after, he begins to talk about his real purpose to come to earth, which wasn't just to feed people and to heal people, but was actually to offer them eternal life. Many people walked away, and as we fast forward to Acts chapter 1, we learn that after the death and resurrection of Jesus, there were only about 120 true disciples left after his three years of earthly ministry. Um, And that's because following Jesus is actually really, really hard and Mm -hmm. requires you to be a true disciple of him more than just to say that you believe in Jesus. It means to live out the accordance of his teachings and who he was Mm -hmm. and what he came to do. So that's a difficult thing. And so we are going to be talking about what is true discipleship? uh, What does it mean to enter into that? What is the product of true discipleship? And what is the hope? of true discipleship. So thankful to be joined here with Sophie and we're gonna be having a conversation on that issue. So Sophie, question number one. Let's just get the basics out there. Okay. What is a disciple?
1: Um basics you say. <laughs> I actually think it's kinda very of a important hard question. basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, there is a difference between belief and discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um I think of like myself. When I first became a Christian, I believed Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior. Mm. Um, But there wasn't the full, like, of my current life. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, I believe, end life, which wasn't quite the whole thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, It's almost like believing in Jesus was like hell insurance. Totally. Kind of like you put your faith in him and you don't go to hell. Right.
1: Until I became a believer my freshman year of college. That's what Mm, I thought it was. Right, right. So then I would say that discipleship is actually... Um, not just following, mm-hmm. but being, like, a part of something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a great illustration, but this is what I thought of. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so yeah. you could say, like, I'm a follower of the Packers, mm, right? Mm-hmm, I yeah. love the Packers. It's fun. Sophie, don't say that. This is a podcast in <laughs> Minnesotans, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Sophie loves the Packers. Which is why I yeah. really want to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is her moment, guys, to usurp everyone. Gems. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not a disciple of the Packers, as in, like, I'm not a part of their team. I wasn't mm. brought up and shaped by them. Right. I mean, if you're from the Vikings, maybe a little bit, because you just think you're going to lose <laughs> most games. <laughs> okay, <And> wow. <laughs>
0: Sophie's bringing some heat to the podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a div- this is not a divisive podcast. Flourishes no, for the unity I and the growth of our Viking family.
1: Yeah. <laughs> most of my friends are Viking fans. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... The Packers didn't shape who I am. I just, it's like fun to be a part of and I support them. Mm. Um, So where it's like in Christianity, I can like believe Jesus Christ was a person, but unless I'm like trying to change my life and shape and be a part of something like the mission of Christ, um, that I'm not a disciple. So I feel like it's an action step kind of Mm. just going from belief to doing something and being a part of it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know. What do you think?
0: No, no, that's great. I'm trying to think of a a different question that I was thinking about, but I think that's a good analogy, that there's a difference between following the Packers' Twitter Mm -hmm. and watching a couple of their games and being on the team. Totally. The investment is different. Mm -hmm. The formation is different. Mm -hmm. Your buying is different. And actually, what you do, your life looks a lot different, Yeah, Um, which I think is really true, that a lot of people kind of view Christianity kind of as like this checkbox thing that Mm -hmm. if you go to church, you know, let's say two out of the four Sundays, you say you believe in Jesus and that's what it means to be an actual Christian. Mm -hmm. But what we see in the book of Acts and something that we kind of viewed all throughout this semester is being a Christian is a radical thing and it's actually a commitment to being more like Jesus every day
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it, with the commitment comes actually a very real cost. And so that's some of what we want to talk about today in this podcast of it's like, okay, what does it mean to commit mm-hmm. to following Jesus? And what are the, some of the costs that we incur as we follow Christ? Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds really hard, but then at the end, it's kind of like, okay, we'll kind of talk about what's the beauty of it. Right. So mm-hmm. Sophie, how would you say someone would know if they kind of grew up in, uh, let's say, Hell Insurance Christianity, mm-hmm. or what was the difference for you as you kind of had that perspective? What changed for you as you went from that perspective of like Hell Insurance to, I want to be on the team. I want to mm-hmm. be formed by the Packers, per se, or yeah. mostly Jesus, but you know, <laughs> sometimes the Packers, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what changed for you?
1: Yeah, um, I think the community I was in showed me mm. what it was like to be in true discipleship, right? Um, and that's actually better life. Mm-hmm. But what I think changed was that I realized I had to give something up mm. to actually become a true disciple. Ooh. It wasn't like I could live the life I wanted and be a Christian. Mm. It was like, I have to live the life God wants, mm. which is a better life. And yeah. it's just so worth it. Right. And it, I made that sound like it's a bad <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm, no, yeah. that's not true. It's right. way better than b- before. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was like the choice that I realized I had to make of. Mm. Oh, I can't just like half-heartedly... Follow Jesus. It's, e- it's either all or nothing. Yeah. And that came with sacrifice. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's oftentimes, I think for me, um, in a similar way, it was like the realization that Jesus has given up everything for mm-hmm. me. And so there's a dot, dot, dot to the story. Yeah. It's not just Jesus gave up everything for me and then it's like, oh, okay, then I can kind of do whatever I want. It's like, mm-hmm. man, when you recognize the magnitude of the sacrifice, your life actually has to change. Totally. And I think that's one of the things that's actually kind of unique about Christianity is it's like, there's nothing you have to do to get into Christianity Mm -hmm. other than believe in Jesus. But as you believe in Jesus, you start to realize that so much of what you were doing before is against the teachings yeah. of God. So actually there's a proactive almost like a oh dang, now I can see mm-hmm. the beauty of Jesus. Now my life has to change.
1: Which is why being Christian is hard. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. That's why the prosperity gospel, yeah. these kind of what we call the cheap grace gospel, mm-hmm. the um yeah, the hell ticket, you know, hell mm-hmm. insurance ticket or the salvation ticket gospel those aren't actually true gospel narratives. They're, mm-hmm. they're partially true. They're a little bit true. But really the full counsel of God's word requires you to give up the sinful tendencies and patterns of your life as a reflection of what Christ has already given up for you. Yeah. And that is actually the process of discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's learning that you have to change. Um, in accordance with what Christ has done. Which is,
1: you're changing to be like Christ. So it's the best thing to change. Like Yes. I kind of think that may sound a bit like, oh, I'm changing who I am, but Mm. it's actually kind of figuring out more who you are. Yes. Because your root is to be a child of God.
0: I am so glad you said that. That was (laughs) not on our our podcast notes, but I was like, that's so good because that's actually what's true, right? So, Sophie, let's actually camp there for a little bit. Okay. When you say... It's not that you're giving up who you are, mm-hmm. but it's actually you stepping into your true identity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think are some of the things that actually plagues us before we meet Christ that actually take away from who we actually are? Does that make any sense?
1: A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's like a
0: it's a big question, but almost yeah. like what's like the um what's like the debris on the windshield okay. that doesn't allow us to drive straight?
1: Like the identity I currently have. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think. We just all have a tight grip on our identity as this culture Mm -hmm. um, of whether it's like, oh, I'm a woman Mm -hmm. is my like number one thing I say or I'm white Mm -hmm. or um, I'm heterosexual Mm -hmm. or like all these different things that you just can. I'm an athlete. I'm a student. I'm a
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm a sister. I'm Mm -hmm. a daughter. Anything that you can label yourself as we Mm -hmm. like hold tight to that. And, I mean, that has good things in Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. but that's not ultimate. Mm -hmm. And in, like, the kingdom of God, you're united as Christ with all of those identities. Right. Um, And I think we falsely believe that a singular identity is, like, the whole of our being. Mm -hmm. Like, once we figure out one, we can just, like, unlock our hearts or our souls. Right.
0: Because we kind of know there's something wrong with, like, placing our identity in all these external things we don't necessarily know how to fix the problem
1: Uh huh. and right. that's where christ comes in of like you can try to fill your life with all these different identities mm-hmm. but it won't it's right. always like the christ-size hole mm-hmm. that you just try to plug and it doesn't yeah. work mm-hmm. um so i think until you realize like jesus christ is your lord and savior yeah like currently and that is your biggest identity to hold tight uh, the only one to hold tight yeah. but your biggest identity mm-hmm. um i think that's like all the debris in the windshield is just all these ever extra things you're putting your like life towards yeah. that just are really small in comparison
0: yeah yeah so I, think I don't know p- if that answered <laughs> yeah no that's great i feel like the process of becoming a christian kind of feels like it almost feels like the the things you used to be about hmm are less of a present reality totally but you're able to view them all in the right per- with the right perspective
1: yeah i would even say mm-hmm. like to my own self mm-hmm. i was an avid sports fan right which is right. great i still oh, love the packers sports. yeah packers, exactly gophers yeah like yeah brewers bucks whatever and right. i was also my family called me granola <laughs> like, oh, I, no. <laughs> a huge so like sad. environmentalist and just care about uh, the earth a ton mm-hmm. and that's not saying those things are bad and i still care about those things yeah, yeah. those aren't just ultimate to me anymore right because
0: right, they don't define who you are yeah
1: anymore. totally
0: yeah i think the beauty of a christ-centered identity is that it actually redeems all other broken identities mm-hmm. so the truth is it's like if you put your identity in you being an athlete mm-hmm. well one day for some of you guys football players out there one yeah. day that will end right yeah. and unless and even for aaron Rodgers, one day that will end mm-hmm. for aaron Rodgers, right so the truth is no matter what you put your identity in whether it's being an athlete a student beautiful fit thin abs uh, intelligent whatever abs abs <laughs> <laughs> i really want some abs i'll be honest anyways that's not part of the podcast my wife's like you need to eat less anyway oh so my gosh <laughs> Josie's great the truth is whatever you put your identity in all those things can either be shaken or taken away from mm-hmm. you so When you put your identity in those things, they will always let you down. But as a disciple of Jesus, one of the great things you recognize is as you put your faith in Christ, you are given a new identity. Mm -hmm. And with that identity, that identity is your ultimate identity above all other things. And what it does is from the perspective, a little bit of a higher perspective of knowing who you are in Christ, everything else becomes more clear. Mm -hmm. So you get to see things like the Packers as a gift. Yeah. But if the Packers lose, it's not going to ruin your I'm day. I'm
1: not completely <laughs> torn, <laughs> right, which I right. used to be a mess. Totally,
0: <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, yeah, maybe you, you get injured and you can't play that game that you love anymore. Well, that actually doesn't define you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the beautiful thing about a Christ identity, a Christian identity, is it actually gives you perspective on all other identities. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that you gain from being a disciple of totally. Christ is you believe in a kingdom that cannot be shaken.
1: Mm-hmm. It's your solid rock
0: it's your solid rock and the kingdom of the packers get shaken often the kingdom yeah. of the vikings get shaken off any ki-
1: idol you have is a kingdom shaken, shaken can be mm-hmm. burned
0: can be broken but the kingdom of god cannot totally and so it actually begins to change the way that you view the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: and reflection change how you view yourself and that's when you actually become the type of human being that's whole and not shattered, mm-hmm. because your actual faith is in something that can last. And not yeah. perfectly, not 100% on this side of heaven. Obviously, all of us as Christians struggle and are broken still. But over time, the process of sanctification looks a lot like just believing that your Christian identity is your true identity, mm-hmm. not putting your identity in anything else or other things, and therefore becoming more and more secure in who you are in Christ. Absolutely. Which makes you into... Um, a really beautiful person that reflects Jesus. So that's kind of part of discipleship. Okay. So if we're getting back on the true discipleship <laughs> kick. We talked about the Packers a lot this podcast, and it's fine. You're bringing it up. <laughs> I'm bringing I it up. up. That's Once. true. That's true. <laughs> Sophie introduced the topic, and I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I'm not even an avid football fan, so whatever, except the Vikings skill bikes. Oh, my gosh. Go New Anyways Anyways. Um, okay. So, Sophie, if that's true, if if true discipleship isn't just saying you believe in Jesus Mm -hmm. or having hell insurance, how does one person enter into that process? Mm. Okay, so obviously like when you meet Jesus, everything changes, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe there are a couple of people listening on this podcast that are like, wow, I've like met Christ, but I still don't really feel like I'm a disciple. Mm -hmm. What does it actually mean to enter into true discipleship?
1: Yeah, Um, there's like a lot of things you can do. So I don't don't want to make this sound like it's a to do list, right? Right. But these are just helpful things mm-hmm. um, that bring you closer to Christ. And I think one thing is community. Mm-hmm. Um, just being with people that also love Christ or mm-hmm. is just so helpful to you. Yeah. Um, was helpful to me. And then I think having like a mentor or a disciple that is also following Christ would be mm-hmm. helpful. Um, that's practical tip. And then honestly the biggest one is just being in the word Mm. Um, because it's a word of God you have access to, which is amazing. And he speaks through it. Even if you don't know necessarily how to read your Bible, like remember the first time reading my Bible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was just misinterpreting it Mm. so bad. And, but he used that and now I can love my Bible today for what it is and learn from it. And yeah, so I, Would really really suggest just getting in the word and reading your bible um and i don't know that was just huge for me i think even in my own story like i became a christian my freshman year of college Mm -hmm. but i don't say i was like a full disciple until sophomore year right um because i didn't start reading my bible until sophomore year Mm. like i tried to put off sin Mm -hmm. but it just didn't really do anything because i wasn't super power invested yeah yeah, there was no power into it it was like oh i should probably stop right it wasn't like oh i actually believe that in the word of god this is what it says mm-hmm. and that i trust god and so yeah. i want to put off sin yeah so and my community around me helped me and then i had mentors to disciple me mm-hmm. and i had salt company and salt city church so yeah i think all those things are super helpful for you to feel like okay i'm actually being a part of it and taking a step not mm-hmm. just believing
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think um one of the things that might be helpful for you guys is belief has been actually misrepresented. Mm, So people believing in something requires life change in action. So what I mean by that is like, let's say you look at a chair (laughs) and you're like, I believe that chair can hold me. What Mm. I would say is, okay, then go sit on it. Mm -hmm. But if you were like, no, I don't really want to do anything, but I believe that chair can help me or hold me then you don't actually believe that chair can hold you. You just say that you do. Because if you did, you'd go sit on that chair, Mm -hmm. right? In the same way, you can say you believe in Jesus, but if you don't actually follow through in terms of put your faith in that Jesus, Mm -hmm. faith in that chair, you don't actually believe in him. Because his promises is to hold you up when you sit, right? His promises Mm -hmm. is to hold you up when you fall. I think like my hope for us, all of us at Salt Company is that The faith that we have is not this ethereal Thursday night experience of, wow, God is so good and salt company is so fun and all these different things. But our faith is real and genuine dependence on Christ. Mm -hmm. And you, you as in all of us, right, all of us as disciples continue to sit in that chair of faith of like. Okay, Jesus, I trust you with this. Mm-hmm. I trust you that following you is better than having sex with my boyfriend. Yeah, I trust you that following you is better than getting drunk every weekend. I trust you that reading the Bible every day instead of sleeping for 15 minutes is worth it. Mm-hmm. That's getting in the chair. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, discipleship is like, okay, Jesus, I trust you. I'm getting in the chair mm-hmm. and doing that every day for the rest of your life yeah and the more that you do it, the more you realize the chair can hold you totally, and the promises of Jesus are true, and your life will change, yeah, and that is in some senses the process of discipleship,
1: yeah, you just trust in the Lord more because he yeah. is faithful, and he, he will hold you and never let you go, mm-hmm. but you don't know that until you actually go sit in the chair
0: right, right. um, what
1: That's would you good. say to somebody that is like on the edge of just like? Mm wanting to give it like give in to christ and like sit in the chair
0: Mm -hmm. i would say um the life you've always wanted actually the life you've desperately needed is Mm. in christ different than
1: what you wanted even probably
0: yeah yeah because it's like you've tried other chairs
1: yeah totally
0: and they've all broken over time maybe initially it felt great Mm -hmm. but a couple sits later and you're like, this chair sucks and it actually has thorns and it's cutting me and I'm broken because of this Mm -hmm. chair. And the reality is if you put your faith and everyone has faith, if you put your faith in anything else, it will let you down. Mm -hmm. But one of the more beautiful things about following Jesus is the more you sit in the chair, the more you realize that, um, he can handle more than you ever thought he could handle. And, there's more in terms of relationship with him that you can have Mm -hmm. and so some of the hope in this podcast is that some of you guys are like wow i've been like almost playing musical chairs with jesus like (laughs) i kind of like him some days and other days i go to other things and other days I go to other things which yes you're going to struggle with sin for the rest of your life but some of our hopes for you is that as you read the book of john as you trust jesus that his word is true that you would begin to change and you would mm-hmm. begin to see how beautiful following him is and that you would have a wide open door of deep discipleship to him for the rest of your life. And that's something that we say often at Salt Company is our hope is not that you would just follow Jesus for a couple years in college, but is that we would give you the tools and the habits and hopefully the hope that you would follow Jesus for the rest of your life.
1: Oh, totally.
0: And that's, that's our greatest ambition Yeah. for you. So, Sophie, let's go on a little bit of the positive side. So the negative okay. side is like, Following Jesus is not hell insurance. Yeah, it's not a ticket to salvation. Mm -hmm. It's not just saying you believe. But what happens when you actually live as a disciple? Mm. Like, what what does true discipleship produce?
1: Yeah, oh, the best life. (laughs) Um, a life of less sin is actually the best life. Amen. (laughs) Sue, come on. (laughs) It just sounds like. I don't know, even the word sin, people get kind of, oh, sin, just like a negative connotation because it mm, is bad, right. but like a life of obedience is just mm. fun because true freedom is not in like what we think, mm-hmm. like no rules. True freedom is like under God's ordain, yeah, which is just beautiful. So like what happens under discipleship is you just start to look more like Christ, which mm. is sanctification um, of changing because... Kind of like we talked about before, like you actually want to change, right? Um, to look more like Christ, and He says mm. He will do that in you as a believer, which is just so cool yeah. and such a sweet promise that He's like, Yeah, I'll change you. Mm. And that's kind of the point of Christianity because it's like, yeah. when you become a believer, you don't just go to heaven and like mm-hmm. quit this earth, right? You actually have a life to live, yeah. And like He wants to teach you how to become more like Him, mm. which is just a sweet gift, and you know you're in discipleship when, um, I think you have, like, a sense of maturity of not, like, putting your trust in all these other, like, idols or chairs or whatever. But, like, okay, I might, like, consider it, which Mm -hmm. could be a sin path, but I will still come back to my solid rock foundation. Right, right. I was kind of all over the place. But I'm just, like, pumped because,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, discipleship was the best thing to happen to me because I'm just closer to Christ because of it. And he did that by his grace and kindness.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. In in the New Testament, the word disciple. I think a lot of times it's kind of hard to delineate what's the difference between a follower and a disciple. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, Jesus had twenty thousand followers. He had one hundred twenty disciples. Yeah. So you can be coming to Salt Company. You mm-hmm. can be saying you're a Christian your whole life, but the reality is, when the rubber meets the road, who are you sticking with? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, for a lot of us, it's we go back to things that aren't actually life giving. When in reality, it's like Jesus is right there. And so the word disciple actually means student. So I kind of wanted to wait till the end of this podcast. (laughs) We're not done yet, but near the end of the podcast Mm -hmm. to kind of describe that. And teacher meant rabbi. And so Jesus was referred to as rabbi, rabbi, because his disciples were his students. Mm. And what they were learning from Jesus was not just how to live, but who he was, because Mm -hmm. their goal at that time was to apprentice, to become like their disciple maker their teacher Mm -hmm. their um master in some senses with master and apprentice relationship but it's less of i'm going to follow jesus around and see where he leads me and more so i want to apprentice under the teachings of jesus to become more like him
1: totally so
0: if that's what being as being a disciple means jesus teaches us through his word who he is Mm -hmm. and what's true so that's why we put such a big emphasis on the bible it's not because we want the bible to be something that you do every day to be checkbox christianity mm-hmm. whatever whatever but it's actually because in his word you become a student to his teaching and as a product of that he changes you from the inside out totally. so that's the hope that's the product that we have of true discipleship so
1: yeah i want to yeah. say too like when we were talking about what it means to enter into discipleship of like what you do basically mm-hmm. those are all things um that were like good and good things to do, but we do that because then we learn the heart of Christ. Mm. Like you said before, that's not yeah. just like we do it to do it, but that doesn't just, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Bum around a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's totally okay. <laughs>
1: but yeah. yeah, I just want to emphasize like you becoming a disciple, you learn the heart of Christ, not just yes. the ways he lives. Right. Because you can technically live like Jesus did and not mm. be a Christian mm-hmm. or a disciple of him, but learning his heart is the biggest is the key. thing yeah yeah
0: yeah it's not about following the rules mm-hmm. or being legalistic or just kind of copy and pasting what the bible says into your language but it's actually to get to know the person of christ and know his cadence and his character and mm-hmm. with that you become made more like him so so to yeah. you conclude this podcast um what's one of the most beautiful things you've seen in your discipleship to jesus mm-hmm. what's what are some things that he's changed about you, not only in, like, the actions of your life, mm-hmm. but in the intentions of your heart? How would you describe one of the things that he's changed most about mm. you?
1: Wow. <laughs> um, I could go super deep, or I might give a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, to give to a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, first thing I thought of, like, surface level, was just mm-hmm. my love for money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Like, coming into college, I wanted to go to business school to mm-hmm. just make a ton of money. That was like literally my only goal. I said that because I was proud of that. Right. And, um, yeah, he just changed my heart of like, Mm. that was an idol I was chasing and I was like trusting in money and discipleship has showed me like, Mm. store your treasures in heaven, not here on earth.
0: Amen. Uh, And
1: (laughs) it's been a much better life, not chasing something I'll never have. Mm. Um, but just learning who Jesus is. Yeah. But I'd say even deeper, like the hope that I've had mm. from discipleship is like to continue continue to go through every single day.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: As in like pre Jesus, it's like, Well, I ran this earth. I don't know what I'm right. doing here type yeah. thing. Like, I'll just do it to do it.
0: Kind of like an aimlessness. Yeah. A vagueness of like the purpose of your life.
1: Mhm. And even like as a Christian, you like I still struggle with that of like yeah. why like if life is just hard, why not go to heaven? You right, know? Right. But the hope of discipleship has taught me mm-hmm. is that like I get to live on this life mm-hmm. because God wants me here. Yeah. yeah. And there is purpose in that yeah. and in like students' lives too. And <laughs> that we get to and bring it brings more brings him
0: glory. Yeah.
1: We yeah. G- like that honors God. Yeah. And we get to bring more people to heaven mm-hmm. by his will. And Yeah, I think the biggest hope that discipleship has just taught me is that, like, every day matters. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, but it does in, like, the long term where you have a conversation with somebody, it could change the way you live. Mm -hmm. It's like the mundane stuff is just full of hope, Yeah, which there's not a ton of hope in this world. (laughs) Totally. I don't know. What would you say about, Mm. yeah, what has been the hope of true discipleship for you?
0: yeah i think that's a good question where
1: have you most grown in your discipleship i guess that's better
0: yeah i feel like um kind of my passion for flourish in this podcast is when i first met jesus um i saw he was beautiful but my life was a mess Mm. so there almost felt like this a seeming contradiction in a sense of Mm -hmm. like wow like Jesus has this promise of making me whole, and yet I feel so broken still. yeah. And one thing I'm really excited for in this podcast and in our ministry in general is that um, that we would all see that in following Jesus, He is the great physician mm-hmm. and continues to heal us, not of just our traumas and our broken past, but continues of our to heal, continues to heal scars of our present sin Mm -hmm. because the reality is a lot of our all of our pain in our life is either from sin committed against us or sin that we're committing yeah and as jesus wipes away those things as he heals those things as he convicts us and compels us towards him Mm -hmm. uh, the lives that we get to live are more and more whole every day yeah Um, so i would say that like jesus has healed many things in my life but primarily this deep sense of brokenness that can never be whole. Mm. That although I'm still broken, I know that one day I will be whole and yeah. that I'm being made whole every day. And that's a way different thing for me. Oh, totally. In pursuit of Christ.
1: So that's just like <laughs> the positive light you mm. need, where it's like people say, oh, I'm dying every day, which mm. is like true. <laughs> but you hear like, I'm being made more like Christ and I'll be whole one day. Yeah, yeah. Which is, oh, what a life to live. Yeah. Like, Either living to die or living to be whole.
0: Right, right. It
1: just gives you perspective, which yes. is joyful.
0: Yes. Um, Man. Yes. One second. I'm gonna. Here's the verse that I want to leave with you guys today in terms of discipleship. Um, it's Second Corinthians four sixteen. This is one of the letters that Paul wrote as he kind of gives a call to the Corinthian church, and here's what he says. So we do not lose heart our outer self is wasting our way, mm-hmm. our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison. Mm. Here's our hope for all of us, that life is really, really hard. And as moments pass, you may feel that life is fleeting mm-hmm. and that you're dying every day, as some people say. <laughs> but although your physical body is wasting away, if you are in Christ, you are being made more and more beautiful internally, mm-hmm. and all of the suffering on this side of heaven is preparing for you an eternal weight of glory of knowing Christ Jesus your Lord on the other side of heaven. And discipleship to Him is just day by day a tasting of what's good and yeah. true in following Jesus your Lord. So,
1: oh, so worth it!
0: So worth it! So, <laughs> all coming we love you guys. Hope so you much. guys are encouraged by the Flourish Podcast and the Flourish Plan commit to a life of discipleship to Jesus to know Christ Mm -hmm. and to live a life that you never thought you could live we love you guys and we'll see you guys next week
1: so excited